You're listening to the Harbor Worship Center podcast with Pastor Mike Saint. For more information about the Harbor Worship Center, please visit us at harborwc.com. Enjoy today's message. We, we talked about marriage. <clears throat> We're going to talk about that somewhat again today. But I want to talk with you about um, juggling. I wish I could juggle. <clears throat> if I could, I would juggle. And I can't juggle like a clown, but I can juggle somewhat, you know, uh, priorities and this, that, and the other. And that's what I want to talk with you about juggling priorities. A number of years ago, <clears throat> there was a, a noted author by the name of Stephen Covey. And he, man, I, ho- I hope I don't mess up here and turn this, all this over. But uh, Stephen done something that was pretty powerful. And uh, he come in front of his class and he was t- talking to a bunch of business executives and when he got there, he had more than I've got, but he had a little bigger deal. He took a, a rock, and if you could imagine if I had rocks more conducive in size like this, he put these rocks in there and says, you know, if I, if I put all these, the, I can't get another big rock in there. Um, so would you say that it's full as far as that goes? <clears throat> and they said, yes, it's full. And he reached down. And he grabbed a, you know, a bucket and he began to put a few more rocks in. And, you know, as it went on, you spill some on the stage and you do all that. But we get them all up and we say, you know, because we really want to get the rocks off. And we say, now, is that full? And his class said, well, I don't know. Probably not. And he said, well, you're right. So he took some sand And he began to, I'm going to make a real mess, Uh, custodians will love me. But uh, nonetheless, he began to really work that sand and man, he got this stuff, you know, the Bible says pressed down, shaken together and running over and all that stuff. So he said, man, look at that. Boy, that's beautiful. Isn't that full? And, you know, they kind of looked and wasn't real sure. So he reached down and he grabbed something else and he began to pour First person to go to sleep got to drink this. But he began to do this. Now, oh yeah, what a nice Rocky Road milkshake there. So he asked his big class of overachievers and business executives, and he said, do you know what the moral of of this story is, this great illustration? And this guy in the back said, Professor, I, I know what it is. I know what it is. It's no matter what you've got on your calendar, and no matter what you've crammed in, no matter what you've packed, if you're really dedicated, if you're really what you ought to be, you can always squeeze something else into the schedule. And he said, no, 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 that's not it at all. He said, the moral of this story is, if you don't put the big rocks in first, you will never get them in. You follow me? If you don't put the big rocks in first. So today, I think probably the most important thing that I could help you do today is to identify the big rocks in your life. See, I got a video. I could show you this in reverse order. 
You could pour water in there, fill it up, pour sand in there, do that, put little rocks, pebbles, stones. You will never get one of these in there. So the priority is to put the big rocks in first. Look at your neighbor and say, put the big rocks in first. So my goal is to help you identify biblical priorities. That's what you, have you ever seen people that was busy? I mean, they're busy, but they ain't never doing nothing. I mean, they're running to Lowe's and they're running to Home Depot and they've got this. And every time you see them, man, they're just like the road runner. And, and you look at their life and five years ago, they look just like they look right now. Still got their hair on fire. <laughs> their clothes are about worn out because they ain't slowed down the change and ain't done a thing. You know what I submit to you? I wish I had held one out, but they got sand or smaller rocks and they're running around with little bitty rocks and they're driving themselves crazy with little bitty rocks and, and the deal is they can't get anywhere because they did not identify the big rocks in their life and they're running around with all the little ones and it'll never work. It'll always be chaotic and it'll always be a mess. See, some of you are juggling, and all of us, I think, we're juggling life. We're juggling school. Some of you going back to school and you're 40. Some of you are 50 or 60. Then we're juggling the house and then the job. Then our neighbors, and some of them are not so neighborly. And then it's our parents that are getting older. Uh, or maybe you're still young and they're pestering you. And, you know, uh, but, but it's projects that's going on. It's the kids in soccer. It's the kids dancing. It's baseball. It's high school football. It's volleyball. And all of these things, and you're like this. I was watching a guy the other day because, man, I have to give my hat to him. I quit when he was juggling six balls at one time. I mean, I'm thinking I can't even do, I don't even know if I could do two. But he, he done three and you know, it's kind of common and he done four and he done five and he done six. I'm like, oh my Lord. And he talked about how you have to throw them a little bit higher to give a little more time to get this one over here. And then, and then he's got six balls going. I mean, he just, and I thought, man, that's like some people's lives. They're just, and, and they're just throwing volleyball up in there and hoping it'll stay up long enough until they get through with football and hoping this one will stay up until they get done with Christmas. And there, it's family, it's dating, it's marriage. It, it's on and on and on juggling things in your life. And the problem is this, and I don't care who you are, the problem is that you have not identified the big rocks in your life. All of us have got what would be called, and we could identify it and say, now that is a big rock. And let me say this, you give those big rocks the utmost attention and let the pebbles sit where they are for a while. Let the sand stay in the glass for a while. And years down the road, you'll look back and you'll say, man, I was a mountain mover because I took care of the big rocks. Now, what are the big rocks in your life? Let me, let me give you one of mine. This is years ago now. I'm getting older. But uh, I always dreamed about going to the theological seminary in Cleveland. I wanted to go so bad and I didn't have the prereqs and didn't have the qualifications and all that. Anyway, God made a way. God made a way where I was able to get uh, admitted to the school and to, to get all my stuff turned in and, 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 and get up to the level that I could enter the theological seminary and I wanted to do that so bad and so I did it money was a big object because the courses were 
extremely expensive. Now it's about $1,500, you know, uh, to take one three-hour credit, I mean, three-credit-hour course. And um, that don't count registration and books and all that. And so it was, it was prohibitively expensive. However, God made a way, and when the denomination decided to pay a, a big part of senior pastors and all that, I jumped on board, and I quickly accumulated 18 credit hours. I needed 48 for that master's degree, but I got, I got 18. And then they quit bringing some of the courses to Tifton and to, you know, uh, Charlotte, where I was going to the campus in Charlotte and various places. They quit that and said every core course, like historical theologies and Pentecostal spirituality and all those things, uh, the core courses they had to go on this online, <clears throat> I mean, not online, but on the main campus. And, and I struggled with it, and I had a lot invested, and I really wanted that to, and it was a big rock in my life. And so you know what I did one day, Brother Ray? I prayed about this. Kelly and I looked at it. I researched schools. I was going to transfer. I was going to do all kind of stuff, and said, so I'm just sick of that. But I set my face like a flint one day and said, I am going to graduate from the theological seminary. I am going to get there somehow. It's a big rock in my life. You know what I did? I never one, I ain't advising this. I never one time went back to an advisor except for when they had to sign a couple of things. But I charted my own course and I said, I know I've got to have these courses, these courses, these courses, and these courses. And I, I determined I was not gonna resign my church and go to Cleveland and be a full-time student. So I'm gonna pastor the church. I'm gonna still drive a school bus. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, I, I, I'm going to finish in the J term. That's January, June, and July. They offered what was called J term. You could take a three-hour course in each one of those. I said, well, it's going to take me nine hours a year, but I might be an old man, but I'm going to finish it. And in 2007, I finished my last one. And in 2008, I walked down the aisle and got the diploma. Why? Because it became a big rock in my life. I had to drive and stay up there a week or two at a time, paying motels and this, that, and the other, and commit myself to writing more than I ever dreamed about writing and reading more than I cared to read. But it was a big rock in my life. Let me say this to you. If there's a big rock in your life and you identify it, come hell or high water, you stay true to putting the big rock in. Now, time management really does matter. Did you know some of us have been doing good things? These, uh, you know, fifth-sized rocks, they're, they're good things. But good is the enemy of great. Are you hearing me? You can do good things. And there's people right here doing good things. I want to tell you, time management matters. My son, Adam, who's a genius in his own right, he said to me the other day, he said, uh, Dad, have you downloaded the G-Task app? I said, no, no, what's the G-Task app? He said, man, it'll keep you on track. I said, all right, G-Task from the Google Play Store or whatever, the App Store. I got it. All right, start loading up your tasks. So now I find myself sitting in a bathtub at night or on the side of the tub or in the bed. This is what I need to do tomorrow, and I put a date on it. And that thing will alarm and say, have you mailed those papers yet? Have you wrote that article yet? Have you visited that person yet? Da -da 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 -da. Everything I put in there. So I put all the big rocks and the medium-sized rocks in order in the task. Some of y'all are going, I just write it down, G-Task. You can download it later. But if it's going to change your life, go ahead and download it now. I'll be all right. Let me say this. People don't do what is important. They do what is urgent. I'm gonna give you an example. Let's say that your key remote, like mine, has been messing up for a year. 
and it won't unlock the truck half the time and you get aggravated and you swear you're going to get it fixed but you don't and you change the battery and you thought it fixed it but it didn't and every time you know because you hit lock and it'll lock fine but it won't never unlock so you come out of Walmart, you unlock, 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 and you hit it 14 times and you bang it on the bumper and the tire and all that kind of stuff and it just won't unlock. It's important to, to change the key fob. It's important to get it fixed. But then one day, you've got your beautiful year old grandbaby with you and all of a sudden when you shut the door, it locks, bam, and it's 95 degrees outside and you hit unlock, 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 unlock and it don't unlock. And now, it has become urgent. You see, when it was important, you didn't do it. But because that baby's sweltering to death in there and beads of sweat piled up on him, you're going to go to the other side where the glass ain't going to hit him and you're going to all of a sudden open the car. Because it's urgent. You and I do what is urgent. We don't do what is important. And listen, you can help that if you will begin to identify the big rocks and prioritize the big rocks instead of juggling all of these things in life. Figure out what matters the most. Well, I'm going somewhere with this, I promise you. If you will do that, if you will name that, guess what? You'll accomplish 10 times more. Dave Ramsey talks about naming every dollar when it comes to budget. I know Jim, Ed, and Amber, and Ed and Wendy, or running a life group on personal finance and budgeting, I applaud them for that. We've got people in our church that can name every cent, not just every dollar, they can name every cent. They know exactly what they spent on dry dog food, what they spent on wet dog food, they know what they spent on diapers, they know what they spent on formula, everything right down to the penny. And I applaud them for that. I'm still working. I'm budgeting. I just hadn't quite gotten to that level that you're at right now. The same thing applies to our calendar. If you do not name the time slots of your day, if you do not prioritize, I'm gonna tell you as a pastor, it'll drive me crazy. You know why 14 people will stop by to see me that, to see me that needs just five minutes. And each five minutes turns into an hour or 45 minutes or 30 minutes or what? Are y'all hearing me? It is not uncommon. I have counted as many as six people on a Sunday morning that said, I just need two minutes. Six people. They needed two minutes. The two minutes are never two minutes. The two minutes is about 10 minutes. Are you understand what I'm saying? I'm not knocking because I love to be with people and I love to shake hands and to greet people. But for the 10 minutes and the five minutes and all that, we have to do that in the office in the weekday or, or at Stephens, you know, when you bought me lunch or something. Or, no, I don't know. I'll buy it. I don't care. But the time slots are important. Time management is important. And if you'll do the things that you put on your calendar, you set it up and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to accomplish. Yesterday was a, was a prime example. I had to get a lot of stuff done yesterday. I had to go a lot of places. I had to finish some stuff because my other grandson's coming. Carter Michael will be here shortly in about three weeks. And I had built him a baby bed. But we had to get the baby bed stained. And Kelly done that. Praise God. I taught her how to run both sanders. Woo! She got that orbital sander and the belt sander. Man, she done a dresser. Boy, she knocked it out while I went skydiving. That was on my, that was a big rock for me on Friday going skydiving, y'all with me? Anyway, that's a side note, that wasn't. Anyway, but I had a lot to get done yesterday, but I was able to nail it down. And you can too, so it's important. Um, uh, you, you, you need to know that, uh, these big priorities, if you put them first, uh, 
you'll make a difference in your own life. If you don't, you're going to miss out on some great things. Um, so what is it, Pastor, that you're going to tell me from the Bible to substantiate everything you've said today? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Turn with me if you have your Bible to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. <laughs> Our Lord said something about priorities. Matthew 6 and 25. You have it, say amen. If not, just look intently on the screen. Nobody will know you couldn't find it. Therefore, I say unto you, do not worry about your life, what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or about your body, what you're going to wear. For your life is more than food. Your body's more than clothes. Look at the birds. They don't sow or reap. Uh, they, they, they don't store up in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. And are you not much more valuable than they are? Can any one of you by worrying add one single cubic or one hour to your life? Which of you by worrying can? You know what he said right there? He said, y'all are juggling. Where am I going to live? What am I going to eat? What am I going to do? Where, where can I go? On and on and on. You're just juggling You're like a clown in a family circus. And Matthew 6 and 28 said, and why do you worry about your clothes? Do you see the flowers of the field? They don't labor nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his splendor was not dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass in the field, which is today here and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? So don't worry. Saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? Watch this. For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. Here it is. Here it is. It all hangs right here. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you. Take care of the big rock first. Seek God first. Put God number one. I, I, you know what? It makes me sick because I, I counsel with people all the time and their life is a mess and their marriage is a mess and their job is a mess and everything's all racked up and messed up and they've been juggling everything and the big rock called God is way down here and they're running around juggling pebbles. But they'll tell you they love God. But Jesus said, if you say with your mouth that you love me and you do not the things that I say, you are a liar. He said, that is a hypocrite that says it like that. Take care of the big rocks. Listen, here's some biblical priorities. These are Mike Sane's biblical priorities. You may agree with them, you may not. Take it for what it's worth. But here's biblical priorities. I believe I can prove it. Biblical priorities is God is always the biggest rock. He's always number one. I married my best friend. I married Kelly. Oh, I told y'all I took her to Bib City the other day where it all started. <laughs> Are you with me? I, I took her back to that place and it was just, and if you look on Facebook, that window right over my right ear, that's where she fell in my lap and looked up and all of a sudden it was over for her, you see, and that's my story. But anyway, uh, God is always number one. Now Kelly comes in there as number two. Now, I like to say it's a given that God is number one, so she's the one in my life. But listen, God is always the biggest rock. But then after that, here's biblical priorities. I'm only going to name four of them. You can let them fall where they may, but God is always number one. Your spouse is always number two. Now, people mess this up all the time because they'll say, my kids come first. Well, then it's not biblical. That's all it is to it. Well, my wife is number one. Then it's not biblical, and that's probably going to change after you've been married a few weeks anyway. <laughs> Hello? And then some of you say, well, I got it right. God's number one. And then, but, but then it's my kids. No, no. God gave us children until they're about 18 years old. Some of them leave before that. 
And once they get grown, but we married our spouse till death we do part. So the biblical principles, the biblical priorities is God is always the biggest rock. He's number one. And then your spouse, him or her, uh, and, and not two of the same, but y'all with me? Say amen. But your spouse, your spouse, it's God and then our spouse, then our children, and then the church. Now, I want to make some sense out of this, if I may. But since I, ha I hammered down on the spouses so hard, brothers, I come across something that helped me a few years ago. I hope it'll help you. Ladies, next week we'll take care of these men. So y'all go ahead and pardon me as I run down this road. A young man was walking along the Southern California Sandy Beach. He had a surfboard in his hand. He was walking and praying, God, I've always loved surfing and I love Hawaii, but I get seasick on ships and I'm afraid to fly. Would you build me a bridge, God, to Hawaii? And God replied, son, do you know what you're asking for? Do you know how long that bridge would have to be? Think of the enormous challenging challenges of, of that kind of undertaking. The, I mean, the supports required to reach the bottom of the Pacific, the concrete, the steel that it would take. It would nearly exhaust several natural resources. And the maintenance of that bridge would be unthinkable. No, God said, think of another request. Perhaps think of something a little more spiritual. The man said, okay, and he tried to think of something really, really good, a good request. And he finally said, oh, God, I've got it. I've been married and divorced now four times. My wives have always said that I don't care about them, that I'm insensitive, and so I wish. In fact, God, I even pray that I could understand women, how that they feel inside and what they're thinking when they give me that silent treatment and to know why they're crying and to know what they really want when they say nothing and to, to know how to truly make them happy. I really want to understand women and how they think. And after a long sigh, God responded, would you like that bridge with two lanes or four? <laughs> That one's rough right there, huh? Now, even if the big rock himself don't have the full understanding, brothers, it's probably all right if me and you get in the doghouse and we don't understand. Of course, I hope you take that in the humor and in the heart that I intended it. Let me tell you another quick story as I get ready to pray. In Luke chapter 10, in verse 38, Oh, let me, before I do that, let me visit that. Uh, God is first, our spouse is second, our kids are third, and then it's the church. Our church has blown up in the last year or two, and there's a lot of you out there now. But I'm going to tell you something. I remember when we had 140, 150, 75, you know, just 80. And I remember many, many, many times having a brother open the service for me. Uh, they go through the song service. They've done all that. And then right at 725 or 730 on a Wednesday night, I would walk in those doors, make a beeline to the pulpit, and go straight to the pulpit and preach. You know why? AJ was playing football. And I was on the sideline. Huh? And I was watching him. Or Carly was playing volleyball. And I was there. 
And you say, well, you must not have cared about the church. I'm going to tell you something. When the church is gone, Carly and AJ will still be there. I done had enough church folk to say goodbye. See you later. I found something greener down the road. But they're still right there. So my priorities remain God is number one. Huh? My wife is number two. My kids are number three. And then the church. I love the church. Don't get me wrong. But don't mistake the priorities. Amen? If something happens, and I, I'm not giving no pass to just say, listen to me. I still was at church. I know soccer's killed a many a Christian. I can tell you that now. Hey, I understand. There are certain things you've got to be at, you, that you need to be at. But then, again, the big rock is God. So you've got to balance it. I can't tell you how to do it. But if God is one of the big rocks, you get it worked out. Let me move on. Here's my story. Luke chapter 10, 38. Jesus and his disciples was on their way, and he came to a village where a woman named Martha had opened her home. And she had a sister called Mary. This is Mary Martha. And they sat at the Lord's feet. Mary sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to him. But Martha was, watch this, distracted. She was distracted uh, by all the preparations that she had to make. She came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? I hear that from church leaders sometimes. <laughs> they say, well, this one's down here and I'm having to do all this by myself. You know what Jesus said to Mary or to Martha? Martha was cumbered about many things. What's this? Martha, Martha, he said in verse 41, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. And Mary has chosen that better one and it will not be taken from her. Mary chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. The, to worship him was a big rock in Mary's life. And so she just didn't worry about the homemade biscuits burning. She didn't worry about the gravy getting too thick. She didn't worry about the ice that might have been melting or whatever. She said, I'm going to come and just worship at his feet. She identified what was important. And, see, and Jesus applauded and said, it's not going to be taken away from her. Lord, have mercy. So why do you need to, to know all of this? Why do you need to do this? What I wanted you to do is simply put Jesus first. That's your action step. I've talked to you about biblical priorities. You need to know them. I've told you. I can't make you do them. Pre-marriage counseling, I always write it out and hand it to them. But you know, I can't go home with them and say, hey, are you putting God first? Are you putting your spouse second? I can't make them follow through. That's up to them. Same way, Dave Ramsey can write you a budget that'll work, but he cannot be with you every time you ride through Chick-fil-A's drive-thru. He can't be with you every time you stop at a supermarket. You see, if you will do this, if, if you will seek the kingdom of God first, if, if, if you'll identify the big rocks, and I submit to you that is the biggest rock, but figure out whatever the big rocks are in your life. Listen, for you, it might be that you want to finish your degree. It might be that you want to, uh, <clears throat> to pay off all your debts. It might, I don't know what the big rock is in your life, but you gotta, you got to identify it. You cannot, it cannot be a shot, a shotgun shoots. And that's the way a lot of people, y'all, you, you're just trying to, just hope I hit something, hope I accomplish something. No. You got to be more like a rifle. You got to target and point what you're wanting to hit. Listen, if you'll do that, it'll bring balance 
and order and meaning to your life. Once you focus on the big rocks in your life, you will see things begin. Listen, once you decided that this is a big rock and I'm putting it in first, guess what? All the smaller rocks will fall where they may, but the big ones are already in the jar. You make sure you put them in there first or you'll never get them in. You're never going to get them in. So identify them. Once you focus on them, you're going to see progress. As you stand with me, I would say to you that <clears throat> some are so, so, so very active. You're running here, you're going there, but you're never really getting anywhere. It's almost like that saying, I know it's not grammatically correct, but the faster I go, the behinder I get. I mean, I'm just, I'm running and running and running and running and running. Huh? You've heard the illustration again and again of a hamster in his wheel. Huh? It's like Congress. Man, they're tearing out. Still sitting in the gerbil tank or in a hamster tank or whatever. Very, I mean, very, very little motion, you know? I mean, well, a lot of activity. The wheels just, whee! But he's still right there. So listen, it'll bring balance and meaning to your life if you'll focus on the big rocks. Listen, you can get somewhere if you'll focus on what's important. There'll be a lot of distractions. Every time you set your mind to do something for God, let me just go ahead and tell you what you can expect. If today you identify three big rocks in your life, and I would love for you to do that. That'd be a great action step. If you can identify three big rocks in your life, but the moment you commit it to paper, <clears throat> the moment you write it down and say, this is a big rock to me and I'm putting it in today, you can guarantee the devil is gonna come at you He's going to try to distract you. He's going to tell you there's no way in the world you're going to be able to, to stay true to that big rock. There's no way that's going. You ain't never going to do that. None of your family's ever done that. It's highly unlikely. Let me say this. The Bible says with men this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So the distractions are coming, but I'm going to challenge you right now with heads bowed and eyes closed. <clears throat> I'm going to pray right now, and as I'm praying, I want you to identify three big rocks in your life. Now, obviously, I'm going to give you the first one. God should be the biggest rock in your life, and if he's not being treated as a priority, let me say this, remember, if all the other things go in first, you'll never get it in there. Even though you say, I love God, I appreciate God, I wanna to go to his heaven, I wanna do all that. If he's truly a big rock, you better put him in your tank first. You never get him there. So let's say today we've emptied out your bowl and it's fresh and clean, nothing there.
Whatever it is right now that you have identified in your mind, God should be number one rock. Find two more, whatever it is. I don't know if it's finishing your degree. I don't know if it's paying off your house. I don't know what it is. Getting a surgical procedure done. I don't know what it is. But whatever that big rock is that you, you've always said it's important. The problem is it hadn't been urgent enough for you to do it. I want you with heads bowed and eyes closed to symbolically take those three rocks and lay them in that bowl right now. These are the three rocks, oh Lord. And so help me. I'm going to stay true to these three rocks. And everything else that I've been so busy doing, these stones, these pebbles, this sand, all this that's been on my plate, I'll pour it in there. I'm not saying I'm, on, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not going to do it, but it's going to find its place around these big rocks that I've already put in because I'm going to do these, period. I have determined that the big rocks are going to be in the bowl. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at harborwc.com.